1: Welcome to week 133 of a Good Talk Spoiled Golf podcast. I'm James Richardson and I'm joined as always with Barry O'Hanrahan. Hey Barry. Hey James. Uh, No Will this week, one time only. People on Twitter didn't like him so that was the end of him.
0: Well, to be fair, Anthony Ugoni from Australia was uh, quite excited that Will was back and he also believed in Sergio Garcia. I don't know whether it was on the back of Will saying... uh, Sorry, he was saying he believed in Sergio Garcia like Will did, and had a bet on him to win the Masters. So uh, well done, Anthony! Nice, nice touch there.
1: Yeah, definitely. If anybody wants to get in contact with us, the Twitter handle is at a good talk golf. The email is a good talk spoiled dot com. Um, our own games uh, this week. We played, well you played twice Saturday, Sunday, Mm -hmm. uh, up in the Heath, I played Saturday. Uh,
0: And you played Monday as well, unless you forgot about that.
1: Well no, I I don't forget about Monday, Monday was a good round of golf. Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm road testing various golf courses over the next three months to decide which course I like best.
0: Yeah, in, Um, in case our listeners haven't figured this out yet, James, let's just say... Detests. Strongly doesn't love Druids Heath. No, detest yeah, detest is probably the best word.
1: I just uh, I think it's ridiculous. I think he can play really well uh, around the place. Like I had 19 points on Saturday mm. from tea to green and even putting. I would actually play pretty well, um, and uh, I end up with 19 points. I go out on Monday, play the upper and lower in Dunleary. And ended up with 39 points and a scratch on the ninth. So, um, and, I, and in fact, I lipped out on two birdie putts, which ended up, like, they were dead in the hole and just caught the edges and just spun out because of pace. So, like, yeah, I, I, I'm i playing well. I just cannot score up in the heath, uh, which maybe makes you better for when you go to play other places. But... When I'm working Monday to Friday, I want to go and enjoy my golf on a Saturday. And at the moment, not quite enjoying where we're playing.
0: No, no. You're kind of walking around with a dark cloud around you. Um.
1: Well, in fairness, when I'm out playing, I don't feel that way. I don't feel like when I'm out playing, I'm chatting away to you mm. or to your dad or to the other guy that we're with. Like, I'm enjoying the company. I'm enjoying the round. But... Because I'm actually not playing badly. It's, yeah. it's when you look at the scorecard at the end and go, really? 19 points? Feck off.
0: Yeah, it it has a it has a remarkable a, a remarkable ability to beat you up when you haven't done a whole lot wrong. Um, I I'm starting to see a way to scoring around right there. I really think um, I'm I really think a lot of it's about putting and um, the greens are incredibly difficult to um, to read and also just to even just to two put on a lot of occasions. But like um, twenty nine points on Saturday. Played pretty well, I had a couple of scratches early on, so and then you know the wind kind of, I'm not going to blame the wind, but I a poor finishing four holes, uh, I only had three points or those holes, so that kind of swayed my score downwards. Um, I went out on Sunday, played even better, um, I didn't have a scratch until the, 16th, until the 17th, and uh, the 17th kind of took the piss out of me this weekend, but uh, that's for another, I suppose, I had a four putt and then a quadruple bogey as well on the on Sunday. So, um, that's a really tough hole. It's an uphill par four with a three tier green that slopes towards towards the fairway, but quite dramatically, and in general, the wind will be blowing the ball downhill as well, so it's it's a very difficult uh putting green um but I played thirty three points on Sunday. um was very happy with the way I hit the ball uh putted reasonably well, actually haven't got to sort out the game golf yet to see. Um, my putts it didn't immediately upload, uh, so I couldn't see them, and I haven't got around to it. But um, very, very happy with how I hit the ball, and I, I can see I can see a way to shooting a par score there. So that's good. Whereas like three weeks ago, I was kind of where you were; I just couldn't see any way to get like higher points, even though I thought I was playing okay. So. um but then, you know another thing that I was saying about Druid's Heath was that because it's a really difficult course, and we both kind of w- discussed this beforehand, because it's a very difficult course, it will force us to become better golfers. And whilst your, say for example, our points results weren't really showing that, I mean, I would argue that your result in Deliri the other day is as a direct consequence of how our games have had to kind of come along in playing a difficult course like Druid's Heath. So I think our handicaps are going to travel remarkably well um, whether it's the long term course for us remains to be seen. We have another few months of uh, of golf with on a firm kind of golf course to see to see how it stacks up. But the
1: problem is, it's fine to to go and play other courses and have a good handicap or play well on other sure. courses. When you're working Monday to Friday and you get to play maybe on a Saturday, and you're not getting to go and practice your short game or hitting putts after putt after putt mm. during the week, it's fairly demoralizing when you go and play well. And, like, to be fair, you said it yourself there a second ago. I played really well on Saturday. Or, sorry, on Sunday. You had 33 points. Mm. Now, to play really well and have 33 points isn't reflective of, obviously, how well you played. Because 33 points, if you said that this time last year in Glen of the Downs, you'd say, it wasn't that good, or I played all right, but I didn't score. Um, I just think it's... I, I think that the problem... That I find with Druids Heath, and if if other listeners have either ever played Druids Heath or if they've um, you know have this in their own course or courses they've played, the difficulty I find with Druids Heath is that some courses are difficult from tee to green, but when you get on the green, you have a chance to score. Some yeah. places are easy from tee to green, but when you get on the green, that's where the defence of the course is. So it's either a small green or it's well guarded or there's something about it that, that defends the course and the score the problem with the heat is it's difficult from tee to green and it's very difficult when you even get on the green I don't so necessarily
0: it, agree with that difficult tee to green part, not on all the holes
1: uh, the vast majority there. Like you could end up like if you end up in bunker on the first, either right or left you're looking at 190 out of the bunker the middle of the green,
0: that's true. You know, so like the first is like I was, I've been looking at the score averages for the course, and the first is one of the hardest holes in the course every week.
1: Par fives, all the par threes are tough, other than probably 14, which that's, is obviously the easiest of yeah. all of them, but that's it noted noted on the index. And uh, the par fives aren't particularly makeable. Par fives in two, you can't make the, the, the second that's over water. Uh, you're still looking at usually about 230 out. So you're going to be hitting three wood to rescue, uh trying to land on a semi-island green. You know, it I just think that yeah. it's, I think from tee to green, it's a difficult course. On the green, it's still, like there's, there's some holes, like the seventh hole, and this is where we'll end this. Yeah, yeah. On the seventh hole, you can be at the front of the green, the pin could be at the back, and there is a massive precipice of three quarters of a slope on the left, which is just... Uh, what what a crescent shape type yeah like you can't yeah. you can't go up you can't go through it because you're just gonna go off see so you, you know theres sometimes when you could be in one position on the green, you actually cannot go directly at the hole
0: you, your your put has to go on a bit of an adventure to yeah. get anywhere near. It. And you yeah. might be
1: looking then at trying to just, like, six foot is, is going to be an amazing putt That's where true. it is. And um, that's the problem with if, some of the If holes. you're at the
0: front of the green, and depends the back, you're out by two clubs. So that's where I think uh, a, an item like a laser will really help. You. And then getting your clubbing and your distances right. Um, I, I found myself hitting my approach shots. The good ones, anyway, were into the right part of these greens the other day, which gave me looks at putts. So that was... I can see the I can see what this course is doing to my game and that it's forcing me to improve and think about my course strategy a little bit better. Like I've start I started hitting an awful lot of three woods over the weekend off the tee because just to put myself in position on the fairway rather than trying to get maximum distance out of a driver. And I think that, that helped me a lot. So um, hoping hoping it well, I, I wish you the won. very best yeah. for it for as long as it happens, but <laughs> F- listeners, remember
1: podcast episode 133, because yeah. when Barry hits the shits in this course, his enthusiasm <laughs> for it is going to die pretty damn quickly.
0: It's 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 a brutal test, but um, at the moment, my, my mental approach is enjoy the challenge and try my best, you know, and see, and see where that gets us.
1: In any event, Rory McElroy is getting married in Ashford Castle uh, this Saturday. It seems to be all that's being talked about on various social websites over this part of the world anyway. Did your invitation um, get
0: lost in the post as well?
1: No, nope, because I didn't get one. Oh right, yeah.
0: No, um, no. So. <laughs> um, we could have had fun with that, and you're just negative. Like, okay, um yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be the social event of the season. So It's I a say. strange
1: time for Rory to get married, I would have thought. Like for a golfer at the start of the season, the major Masters has just finished. Mm-hmm. He's obviously moving towards the, the next major. Eight weeks away. You know, like he's got the players, which I assume he's playing in. Um, you well, know, and like, you kind of think that kind of from maybe October onwards through to like, I don't know, say, ooh, March. Mm. You could have picked any weekend and could have taken like two months, three months, two weeks holiday, honeymoon, you name it. Like, is he just heading straight off to a... Uh, He's just going to head straight off back onto the golf course. I just thought it was a really weird. When I heard it kind of being announced, I was like, mm. really? This time of year?
0: Well, okay, it's now about April. So if he does it outside of Major's time, he's we will have to do it, have to have done it a few weeks in advance of the Masters so as to not interrupt his preparation too much. Or at the end of the season. So he's either looking at February or else October. So maybe he just wanted to get into the springtime, maybe possibly a bit of nice weather or maybe Ashford Castle. It was the only time they had free.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe Ashford. He, he Maybe had to go and uh, book it like everybody else, like two yeah. years in advance for a well, Saturday yeah. wedding.
0: Um, well, for I mean, for for those who don't know Ashford Castle, give it a give it a Google A S H F O R D. It it regularly gets in now that they put a lot of money into refurbishing it, it. It it's regularly in the top hotels in Europe. Um, it, it's an absolutely stunning. Oh, no, it's a stunning, look, place. stunning looking place. So. Um, yeah, maybe maybe it was the only date they had available in the two-year window.
1: Well, we wish them the very best of luck yeah. uh, for Saturday, and, and hopefully uh, the
0: weather stays good for them.
1: Lydia Coe has fired another caddy, and uh, she seems to be going through these pretty quickly.
0: Almost as fast as I go through golf balls and Drew's teeth.
1: That is uh, quite a lot, actually. Yeah. And yeah. So this is she's only been with this guy like nine weeks, like mm-hmm. about nine nine tournaments, and um, you know she's the world's number one ranked player. Uh, in the women's game like you think that she's like I don't get this like obviously she's not happy but like
0: she's changing a lot of things to, tra- to try to find great. you know she's trying to find her comfort zone if she's changed clubs um, just be- at the, at, in the off season and she's trying to find a caddy that fits with her and, and feels right to bring out her best game and you know she, she's the she's the golfer if the caddy's not working for her then bye-bye caddy, let's try another one.
1: Well, like, obviously, Justin Hamilton was the uh, the caddy on the bag for the 14 LPGA Tour victories, including uh, both her majors, and she got rid of him last October. Yeah, like, for 19 years old, you know, you kind of want just a bit of consistency and a lot of changes in the one go, maybe not the, the greatest idea, but she's back anyway, and um, she's got to decide on our next caddy for our next event which is the volunteers of America Texas Shootout in April 27th so yeah she's a bit of time to, to decide who she's going to do but I'm not sure I'd want to uh, want well, to brush give up the bag for somebody else at the moment to go with Lydia yeah my because wish. you might yeah. not uh, I'd want to see the terms and conditions
0: uh, yeah maybe she could do a bit of work on her uh, you know her, her background checks or you know her interview techniques or just to, just to see if you know if she can find a better personality match from the off. Um, obviously, this one failed pretty spectacularly. So uh, back to the drawing board, and um, she'll find somebody eventually. Uh, I was reading a couple of articles online, and um, I can't remember who was in particular said it, but they they pointed out a comparison to Tiger in his early years was chopping and changing quite a bit. So um, I suppose uh, she's analogous to Tiger in the unbelievable amount of success she's had at a very young age. So she's just I don't know, grown up finding out what, finding out what works for her, and she'll get it in the end.
1: Well, something that seems to be working at the moment is Dustin Johnson because Barry, you were pointing out to me that uh, it seems like he's he's about eighty-five to ninety percent back, and uh, it's being reported uh, through various channels at the moment that uh, he's hitting it further and better than he was pre the injury. So,
0: yeah, I, I don't know. He injured himself in the perfect way to give himself more power. <laughs> it's uh but
1: certainly, he is intending to return to competitive action at the Wells Fargo Championship at the beginning of May, May fourth to seventh. So, uh, not too long for him to return. So, obviously, it's it's you know whatever whatever strength conditioning he's been doing, it's obviously working. Uh, I think we're probably safe to say when he comes back, it will be like he was never gone. And um, there was no other kind of major news uh, that I saw over the week. And do you see anything else that? Not
0: kind of nothing, culture, nothing really kind of caught my uh, caught my eye for discussion points now. So uh, golf was a little bit boring in the the wake of the the first major of the year. All right.
1: Well, if anybody saw anything that we might have missed, let us know at a good talk golf is the Twitter handle.
0: Golf news, not the tournaments. The tournaments are pretty exciting, obviously. But, uh, uh, we'll yeah, get to we'll those. We'll get to
1: them in a second. The LPGA were at the Latte Championship presented by Hershey. It was played in Hawaii. It was over the six thousand three hundred ninety-seven yard. Par 72, and uh, Christy Kerr won by three strokes from Lydia Ko. Um, so, in fairness, you know, that the caddy did something all right here. <laughs> yeah, uh, she I have the, the leaderboard here. She won by three, and it was Lydia Ko, Inji Chung at 17 under, and Su Ying Yang at 17 under, and then there was a few at 16, 15, and 14 beyond. And that was
0: a serious run. She went. I think she went to like fifty-nine holes without a bogey, or it was yeah. So uh, that's pretty hard to beat for anybody.
1: Yeah, and uh, Saturday's round uh, sixty-two really set it up for the weekend. Uh, Seventy-one, sixty-nine, sixty-two,
0: sixty-six. So yeah, that is know, how, that pretty is good you, weekend. That's how you do moving day.
1: Uh, it certainly is. Uh, nobody, I think. I think that was by far the best of the uh, best of the week, and. Uh, that was that was pretty low by quite some, I think 64 I see there, and not a whole lot below that so uh, 62 is an impressive way to set yourself up on Saturday. Uh, 300 grand richer and she moves on uh, so congratulations to Christy Kerr and um, the trophy Hassan the European tour was being played at the Moroccan, this is the Royal Golf, this is the it's owned by the king, basically. Of one, one of his courses. Is one. It? one yeah, one.
0: yeah, yeah. This wasn't the one that you see that wraps around the palace walls. Um, so
1: it was played yeah. over the 7,615-yard par 17-3. And uh, I suppose, well, let's, let's go through very briefly. Uh, the leaderboard was... Um, Eduardo Edward. Molinari and Paul Dunn were finished at 9-under with Paul Waring at 8-under and then Victor de Brisson and Jensen at 6-under with Daniel Brooks, uh, Chris Hansen and a few others then at 5-4-under and four under. beyond that. I suppose it all was, for us, it was Paul Dunn, all about Paul Dunn. You told me on Saturday actually that um, you know you had been hearing on, on various... Uh, chatter boxes with people you know in the in, in in the game that Paul Dunn had been playing pretty well lately and mm-hmm. uh, it was only a matter of time heartbreak for you because you you've actually backed him for this tournament
0: <coughs> excuse me yeah I did uh, on the back of the uh, the little uh, birdies telling me that he was playing very very well and I I was lucky enough just be able to watch him all Saturday and Sunday I mean like Watching an Irish guy is uh, always going to be of massive interest to us. Kind of added a little bit that I had a bet on him and um, had him as part of a couple of doubles as well that you know uh, didn't materialize in the end, but it was a, it was an exciting watch. and He was he was swinging it so beautifully on Saturday. I'd say he wanted to just con- go straight into his Sunday round. Um, and so, so Paul Sunday- had 73, 69, 69,
1: 72 for two... Eight three and yeah. Molinari had 71-74, seventy one, seventy four, seventy sixty eight, um, and the thing so was, like the Saturday you're saying the sixty nine Saturday,
0: oh could have been sixty six easily. He was swinging it so well. He was putting the ball in all these in all the right places. The swing was balanced. The follow through was you know confident and in a good solid position. Um, and in, and unfortunately, in contrast to Sunday, he just didn't seem to be able to find. That same swing with balance. There was a lot of drives where the hand, one hand came off the driver, shots that just didn't seem as, I don't know, in control or you know his body just didn't quite pull those really confident-looking, solid moves that it was on on Saturday. Now, in saying that, he was unbelievably unlucky going down the the stretch because he had two putts that pulled up maybe an inch short and they were dead in the jaws of the hole. He'd one putt on sixteen, I think, or seventeen, sorry, sixteen that was pretty much a full horseshoe. So any of those drop and he's in a much better position. Going to 18, he needs to make birdie, drives it into the rough, hits a brilliant hybrid up, you know, pin high left of the green, chips on to about four foot and then makes the putt. Knowing he needs to make it, so that took huge kind of stones to get into the playoff and um, unfortunately... The, uh, his, he, his tee shot uh, in the playoff well
1: before we get to the playoff okay. let's talk about Edward Molinari. no no no, no he stole it because, okay, yeah, because no, we got to show and an, I suppose contrast and, where Molinari yeah. came he came from back in the field uh, you know he's a few behind uh, hasn't yeah. won since 2010 so you know we know he knows yep. how to win we know he's around the game long enough but on Sunday he goes out he shoots this. he shoots the number he needs to shoot And I think on Saturday Sky Sports, we're talking about kind of minus eight, maybe minus nine is the winning score. Double Mm -hmm. figures isn't going to do it. You know, anybody in double figures is going to be guaranteed the W. Um, But there was definitely no way they felt people were going to get to to kind of 10 under or beyond. They called it
0: a nine under. They did. And look, to be fair to Eduardo, um, he's gone through the ringer. He's had some really bad injuries and he's put in a hell of a lot of work over the last few years to get himself back to this to position to be able to win a golf tournament. And, you know, when you put in a back nine with two eagles on it and you make the only eagle of the entire field um, on Sunday on the 18th when you know you need to make that, um, that's that's pretty damn impressive. And at, at least you deserve to be in the playoff for and that. And it's,
1: it's equally clutch for him as Paul Dunn having to make the birdie sure. on 18. Like, you know, it, it's not an easy 18th, you know, that, that pin was behind the bunker. Yeah, so it's not a, it's not overly accessible to kind of go at it uh, from your second. So like to make eagle on that hole. Oh, it's phenomenal! Is, is a phenomenal no, it's phenomenal. It's achievement. three
0: perfect shots. Like the tee shots narrow the fairway. Uh, you know, it's a dogleg right to left. You can't be too far left on the fairway if you're not long enough because the trees are going to block you out and you have to play a draw. So yeah, to to make an eagle on that hole is a really special thing and. Um, you know, the, the two boys both will have gone into the playoff feeling like a million dollars for what they did and how they finished the tournament, and it was just very unfortunate that um, Paul Dunn drew number one and he stu- stepped up and just hit a straight block right, and uh, he was in the trees. He managed to hack out, and um, he and then anyway we'll get we'll get we'll get them up to the green quickly. Dun Dun was in the bunker, um, short of the pin, and Molinari was left to the green in two then chipped across the green. So they're both lying three. Molinari puts up... Uh, Dunn chips out to about eight foot, I guess, above the pin. Molinari um, gets it out to about two foot using a putter from the rough, which was really interesting. Um, I guess the lie, just, he just didn't feel confident enough in the lie to get a decent strike on the ball or, you know, he, he just felt like he could make a, a better attempt with a putt and was a brilliant, brilliant effort. And um, unfortunately, Dunn, his putt went... And caught the left edge of the hole, um, which in fairness, everybody had been missing their putts on the left of that hole all day long from that side. And Molinari was the only one that I saw actually make a putt from above the hole where Don was putting from. So uh, that was Eduardo's win and he got um, what was probably one of the coolest trophies on tour, the the diamond or the diamond encrusted uh, dagger Oh yeah, is it or it's the, yeah, the precious gemstone kind of encrusted dagger thing, yeah. oh it's awesome a,
1: it's, it's pretty impressive it's, it's a hell of a tournament it also kind of the only thing that kind of and we'll talk about it in a minute you just get back to this kind of time zone for the European tour and then they go off to China again it was nice watching it when you I came in on Saturday after on golf Sunday. yeah you know the leaders were still out on the course there was a good few hours of golf to be watched it was a great way of spending the afternoon now, all of a sudden, we go back off to China, we go back out to different time zones, and it kind of misses the momentum. You kind of want them to now be in and around these time zones. In any event, let's talk about Paul Dunn for a second, because he ends up picking up a cheque for 277000 He doesn't get, obviously, the exemption that he would have got with the win, however... He's pretty much at this stage guaranteed the tour card for next he's year. Four
0: hundred thousand in points or euros, so that's that's an absolute lock. Considering it's yeah, so, usually two two fifty, two seventy five so gets your card.
1: In, in finishing second yeah. yesterday or this weekend, he, he's made enough to know that he's going to be a full tour player next year. Now, obviously, that's not where he's looking, but to do that this early on in the season, in his full he's, first full yeah. season on tour, because last year he had the exemptions, he had to mm-hmm. kind of. This is his first full season on the Tour. He now gets to pick and choose where he wants to go because he now gets to know that he's going to be playing again next year on the European Tour. Monkey off his back. Okay, the door didn't open this week, but I don't think it's going to be too long before we see Paul Dunne. And we've said about Paul Dunne previously, the removal of that one bad round Mm. will make him a winner. And this week we look at his rounds... He was level on day one, four under, four under, one under. There was no big 74, 75, 76. And he's in the playoff. And he's in the playoff. Yeah. Where previously he was having three really good rounds, and either the Saturday or the Sunday there was a blowout, and that was costing mm. him the tournaments. So hopefully, you know...
0: So it's a, it's a really, really positive step in 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 his in the next kind of stage of his career is to try and get that win. He's going to be going out the rest of the season now with the shoulders are relaxed, The pressure of retaining his card is off. He knows he can get himself into that position to win, so he's now gone through the experience of it. He'll be much, much stronger, and he'll be he'll, he'll perform even better the next time he gets there.
1: And Paul McGinley said once about Rory: sometimes you have to learn how to put a score together when you're not playing well. Mm-hmm. And and maybe this is now that start for Paul Dunn where he might not like like on Sunday he wasn't hitting it as well as he did on Saturday, but he did. But he put a score yeah. together and he stayed in contention, and, and dude, that's that's great for Paul and it's great for Irish golf because. You know, there's so much of the young lads who have gone on tour and unfortunately fallen away, it just you get swallowed up mm. with what he did. And he reminds me so much of Justin Rose with the open championship. Yeah, yeah. Everything he went with such fanfare, all of a sudden this whole kind of world changes. Nobody knows who he is. He does what he does at the open. Okay, he doesn't win. He then doesn't struggle, because in fairness he didn't struggle like Justin Rose has struggled where he missed you know, missed loads and loads of cuts. mm mm-hmm. But I can just see Paul Dunn just chipping away, chipping away, and then all of a sudden, before you know where you are, you're looking at him just creeping up top, what 150 now in the world rankings. You know, all of a sudden his name gets a bit more known, and it's it's great for him. It's great for Irish golf, and it's you know, it's it's uh, it's
0: brilliant. Speaking of chipping away, just on this on a little note on Dunner, his short game is unbelievable. It is right up there. Like some of the stuff he's doing was. Uh, like, you're just sitting there applauding. Like, it was that good. And it's really it's, it's similar
1: to what we've, you know, the likes of Shane Lowry, you know, the chipping. Mm. Like, a lot of the Irish guys, because of a lot of the links courses that they play, they get so good at it. Uh, Victor de Brisson, nice to see him kind of, not quite there this week, but thereabouts, you know. He uh Nice to see him in the top ten, yeah. top five. Yeah, good to uh, see him back up there. And a few other names, you know, the likes of uh Raphaël, you know. Guys that you're seeing the names coming back again this season. Um, but it was look it was a good tournament and it was uh, it was a it was a fun finish they really both in truth kind of really made a Butchered. horse's <laughs> yeah. out of the the playoff yeah like I thought sixes at one stage were, could have won it because uh, they, you know but the chip from Molinari really I suppose kind of on the playoff the, the, was the
0: like putt that, oh the putt from uh, the off the green to get him into sorry, the two putt, putt. Yeah. yeah because he
1: had the, he had the he changed in fact he was going to chip it and then yeah. went back for the putter um, look, it's it's great for Eduardo, and unlucky for Paul Dunn, but I think his time is 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 very much uh, gonna come, so I wouldn't be too worried about him.
0: And we're only off to China for two weeks, James, and then we're back over here to uh, right. to Europe and a bit of post post golf watching uh, golf on TV. So. PGA, uh, the RBC Heritage
1: at Hilton Head, Harbour Town, Golf Links. One of your favourite courses, Barry, at the Hilton Head, South Carolina. It's the 7,099-yard par 71. And uh, I suppose this was all about Wesley Bryan in the end, but a lot to discuss in this tournament. A little bit. Um, Wesley Bryan wins by... I had the leaderboard there a second ago. One shot. One shot. And um,
0: From the Hilton Head bridesmaid, Luke Donald...
1: Yes. Um, who was one behind and then Patrick uh, Ch- uh, Chantley and I'm not even going to try the guy who was in third. Uh, Ali Schneiderjans. That's the one. Uh McGrath was again knocking around. Was it deserved? Was it Wesley Bryan's? Like he's been playing he played so well on the web uh, on the web.com that mm-hmm. like he's been tipped for a while as a guy who was going to be the next guy through from the web.com. To, to break into the PGA winning circle 69 67 68 67 for a 271 13 under final round four under you know that's pretty tidy <laughs> you know that that's his that's that's not like a guy who's uh, just coming off the web.com
0: kind of scores if you put in four rounds in the 60s on a golf course with the smallest greens on tour and some of the hardest fairways to hit on tour you're playing phenomenal golf and he's he's shown some really good signs of form throughout this season so far uh, it it may or may not have only been a matter of time like we see plenty of super talented guys on tour that just don't go don't go on and win um but he had a, he has a habit of winning from last year on the Web.com. He won three times. He was perennially up there, really, really talented golfer. Um, I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of uh, golf fans, will know him from his trick shot days. You know, with his brother. Um, but he's uh, he's well and truly kind of uh, moved his game on to another level now. He's a PGA Tour winner, and um, his his round on Sunday was brilliant. He was just knocking down the flag and rolling in putts. It was. Uh, it was really damn good golf, and that's that's winning golf, you know. And he wasn't the only one to play winning golf, you know. Luke Donald played a great round, and just unfortunately, is that one shot short again.
1: And the thing about uh, the thing about Wesley Bryan, similar to I suppose the counterpoint to the Paul Dun conversation a minute ago, he followed the Saturday through to Sunday. And with good play with the good play and yeah. he, he was really just going for everything well that's a great um, play because
0: Donner still played well, still play no, yeah, well but, Sunday, but,
1: you know where yeah. where you look at Wesley Ryan he, he, he brought that form through Thursday into Friday Friday into Saturday and mm. Saturday into Sunday there wasn't one of those you know bad rounds so he went into Sunday with huge confidence mm-hmm. um, and his pink pants and his pink pants uh, he seemed to be like I, I, watched, uh, I was watching some of the, the highlights again earlier today and you know, he plays with a smile on his face, like he looked like he really enjoyed it, like whether he won it or lost it, yeah. it looked like he was just having
0: the crack, and, you he, know. He is, he is, he just seems to be having the crack, I mean, he went into the, uh, for a little kind of a post round thing with Nick Faldo, and was it uh, Jim Jim Nance maybe, I can't remember the other guy's name, and they said, well how are you feeling, and he, he I said, I think i vomited in my mouth a little on the 17th tee, and he, he kind of, he said, up until then I wasn't feeling nervous, and. And he said, oh, I, oh, he said to his caddy, I, I guess this is what nerves feel like. And, uh, yeah, but like, he held it in and <laughs> he got it done. Like, you know, made a good par in 17 and uh, really solid par in 18. You know, he, he knew what he had to do for those last couple of holes and he got it done and stayed, the, stayed ahead of the target posted by Donald at 12-under.
1: Uh, look, it's what, what, what can you say about, as you say, Luke Donald, you know, as you say, second... Five times now at the RPC. I think he has a couple of thirds as well. He's probably great for an each way bet every year. Oh, yeah. So let's remember that next year. The the problem, you know, was it just that he just got beaten by a better guy? It just, this year, whatever we have I haven't looked back on the previous years, but, you know, like at 69, 67, 68, 67, you know, Luke Donald, what was it, 65, 67, 72 on Saturday, you know, mm. all of a sudden, when you're looking at guys, even even guys who were tied third, they, they all had four rounds in the seventy, you know in the 60s, 66, 68, that kind of figures. having the 72 kind of really stopped that momentum for Luke. Uh, if
0: it was any other player out there with a short game less superior than Luke Donald's on Saturday, they would have shot 77, 78. No, not a shadow of a doubt his short game saved him so much his long game was in bits in round 3 and he he is just a wizard with uh, chips bunker shots everything around the greens he has the touch of a god and um, you know he he doesn't have that massive length that other guys on tour have but you know he goes to a place where he knows and he feels comfortable and you can just see what that does he, he is right, right up there contending showing the form that got him to world number one three years ago and um, You know he could he can use this to go on to the next few weeks and maybe grab grab a victory. You know if he tightens up that long game just a little bit. uh, Well, as you say, all he needs
1: to do is to you know to take that one round away. You know that seventy-two becomes a seventy. Wins by by a shot. You know that's that's the margins that these guys are are playing. I don't know. It's Um, damn
0: tough to win on tour. It really is. And he made an early bog double bogey in round four. But then, you know, we went bogey free for the rest of the round with five birdies. What more? You know, you can't do much more than that, really. And,
1: and that's the point. Every week, these guys, it has to be perfection, practically. You know, you're not going to win. Like we talked about Donner, we've talked about other guys. You can't go out and have one bad round or even a couple over in one round because all of a sudden you find yourself three or four shots. Mm. And that's really hard to get yourself back into the tournament.
0: There uh, is- Few disappointing stories from Sunday. Like, I mean, uh, I've, Jason Duffler went into Sunday leading and just completely fell apart. Um, I and I don't know where this came from because watching him throughout the week, he was swinging beautifully, like hitting the just like hitting six, the ball stiff. You know, his distance control was amazing, his accuracy was amazing, and this round on Sunday, like, just came out of nowhere.
1: Sixty eight, sixty seven, sixty five, and then a seventy six. You know, it's. Uh, Three, like, and to get yourself, as you say, you know, and I suppose it backs up what I'm saying about you can't afford to have that bad round. You can't afford to be even, you know, level par or even a couple over, over four days if you want to win this. On a week like, like this, yeah. he did absolutely everything right till Sunday. Now, I have to say, I was a bit disappointed in his behaviour with the putter drop. Um, You know, I, I, I'm not sure. Like, I, I've always liked Duffner. I think Duffner seems like, you know, I just like the way he never goes up or down. Yeah. Like it's just that kind of. I think it's disrespectful the way he did it. Like it, it you know the caddy, you know. It, I don't know. It just didn't sit easy with me, and I don't know, I know. how it sat with you. It it just it looks petulant and oh, it I think is there's petulant. something. I think there's something about seeing multimillionaires. You know, just kind of. It's like when you see people in gyms and they're kind of they're kind of throwing their jacks halfway around the place, and you're like, hello, look. You're not at home here. You know, Like a little bit of yeah. common courtesy to everyone. And it shows, I, I'm not massively into the whole, oh, they're, they're sports stars, so they have to be really conscious of what they do. It is a sport. It is a profession. They're human. And they're human. Mm. But I can see that kind of behavior transitioning onto a golf course for a kid who's like, well, I'm just leaving it there. I, you know, I don't, I don't care. Somebody else can pick it up. I just thought it looked a bit spoiled braddish, and I think that for a guy like Duffner, who I really re- like and respect, I was a little disappointed in, in the fact that it was him.
0: Um, it was massively spoiled braddish. It was so ridiculous, I laughed. I mean, what can you do? It's just. It was. It was like he was filming a comedy sketch about a golfer, you know? And he, and that was the bit he did. He just threw the putter down and walked off like that. The caddy had to go get it. it was so outrageous. I, I'd
1: say I'd say Duffner himself right now is probably embarrassed by it. Oh yeah. You know, I'd say yeah. he's probably thinking back, saying, you know, okay, that was that was uncalled for. But I also I think it just shows like it's such a lack of respect to to you know his partner, his caddy, the guy who's helping him. Mm. You know, okay, he's paying his wages and so on and so forth. But without him, yeah, Duffner's think... not going to be able to do what he does because of all the work that goes on behind the scenes that we don't see. I just... I really was a bit...
0: It's p- it's, it's awful. You can't, like, you can't do that. But, uh, you know, I'm only laughing at the ridiculousness of it. Um,
1: Kisner also had a major meltdown, but not not, not a putter drop. But, um, you know, no, it, was, but it was a pretty big uh, uh, blow-up. You know,
0: up. names that you would have thought... Would hang around a bit longer on Sunday. Kisner, Simpson, you know, Duffner, you know, major winners there. Not Kisner, but uh, mm. you know, seventy four for Kisner, seventy four for Simpson, seventy six for Duffner. Just not good on a Sunday there. Ian Poulter. Now he's under a different type of pressure. He's going for. He's trying to get enough money on his major medical exemption to get his tour card back. He went a huge way towards getting the amount he needed he's still about $30,000 shy. Yeah. So, he's going to put in a pretty good week in the Valero Texas Open this week. Uh, to but to
1: be fair, like it it it's a top it's tied 11th, it's top 15. Well, it's a brilliant you performance. Know, okay, it was the Sunday again, 66, 68, 69, 73. It's mm-hmm. again that one bad round. But where Ian Poulter was and where he is now, it's tro- like he's he's getting back. Like it's it's nice to yeah. see that he at least was I don't want to say in contention, because but like he at least had a chance. He still gave himself sure. a look. Sure, look the seventy three. What does he finish?
0: He finishes eight, five eight on five back. off five off the lead. He shoots sixty eight on Sunday. He's tied for the lead. So that's not beyond far from beyond the realms of a possibility. And, so. and another guy
1: who goes out and uh, just. Picks up another check this week, as he did last week and does every week, is just Matt Kuchar, uh, you know, 64 on the last day, and just picks up another tight 11th, another Cheers, few yeah. quid. You know, this guy, like, he just, if you, it, of an each-way bet, Cooch has to be one of the best because he's, he's always there or thereabouts knocking around top 10, top 5.
0: You'll generally get a good sweat for your money. And even if he's miles away, he'll throw in a good round on the Sunday like he did there with a 64. Yeah, he's a, he's a cash machine, isn't he? Just doesn't win enough for somebody that good. Do, do, he doesn't win enough.
1: And it goes back to what we talked about last week about you know Lee Westwood is Matt Kuchar that kind of player who is is, is a good enough player to win a major but not yet done so. Uh, and how many more years do you look at Kuchar and mm. go? Mm, you're now getting into that category of one of the best players not to have won a major in the current crop. Anybody else that uh, that kind of. Highlights, you know, Gray McDowell, top 30, a good good enough week for him. And, um, you know, we know it's it's been a, a struggle a bit. Martin Keimer, not too bad for him, uh, you know, tied 32nd. At least they made the cut. Anybody else there that you kind of went, yeah,
0: Shane Lowry tied 44th. That's gas, Larry. like, went off like a train with, a, what, 67 on day one and then... 66, yeah. 66, yeah, and then... Um, 75 on, on the Friday. Yeah, just <laughs> ran really fast but went nowhere, you know. Um, so, that, look, he'll be really happy to see uh, that, that there's a low score in him and it's just about... And to see a weekend, Yeah, you know, to true. see
1: four days because it, it's to build the stamina up as well for these guys to play four competitive rounds. When you start playing only two, come Saturday, Sunday, all of a sudden you're kind of losing the... the not the knowledge of it, but like sometimes you need to kind of have those few rounds of getting all four together, and I think Shane Lowry's not that far, like we keep talking this week and it seems to be a common thread, you know, if he starts getting rid of that one bad round, Shane Lowry all of a sudden is f- much further up the leaderboard, momentum kicks in, and all of a sudden he's in a far stronger position. Look
0: at his, you know, his putting stats are very good. Um, it's just a general little tidy up, you know. There's not, not too many more things need to change uh, for him to get right up there. Just uh, a yeah, little, little, little bit of tidying around the edges. So look, I suppose that
1: was the week that it was. And uh, this week we have the LPGA is at the Volunteers of America Texas Shootout. Um, it's over in Texas. It's going to be played over the 6,441 yard par 71. And uh, Jenny Shin defends and the european tour as we were talking about earlier goes to the uh Shenzhen international in china 7145 yard par 72 and suddenly lee defends and i assume there is a market that you might have there barry I do for, have
0: it yeah resurgence tommy fleetwood is market leader 12 to 1 Uh bubba watson 14 to 1 ross fisher playing very nicely at the moment 16 to 1 Joost Loughton, Peter Uline, Bernd Wiesberger are all 20 to 1. Um, Victor W. Dibus- Dubuisan, off the back of a nice performance last week, is 22 to 1. Jordan Smith, 25. Alexander Levy is 28 to 1. Thongchai Jai Di, Paul Dunn, and Hao Tong Lee are 33 to 1, as are George Kutseya and Kiradetch Afi Barnrat. And the rest of the field are 40 to 1 and out before I encounter any more really long multi syllable names.
1: Yeah. Uh, any bets this week uh, you kept uh, you're keeping all these you know uh, I kept Wesley Bryan quiet um, oh I forgot yeah. yeah Jeez, I nearly missed the uh, your big story from last week that you had Wesley Bryan
0: I did yeah which was which was a nice bet I, I, I wasn't it's an 80 to 1 punt so you don't know whether it's going to go well or not so you don't really kind of say to people in case they follow it and it completely tanks but um I just had a small little each way betting him and was a very pleasant uh, surprise to see him win and especially when Dunner didn't win early on in the day. It was a it was a nice kind of pick me up, I guess. This week I am looking I'm gonna back Victor Duisson on the back of his good uh, form last week. And Alexander Levy has a ridiculous record out in um, this in China. So I'm going with the uh, the French angle this week.
1: All right, well, the PGA Tour is off to the Valero, Texas Open. It's at the TPC San Antero AT&T Oaks course in Texas. It's the 7,435-yard par 72. Charlie Hoffman defends, and I'm noting on the agenda here, Augusta National measures 7,435 yards to coincidence. Is it a coincidence, Barry?
0: I don't know. Greg Norman (laughs) designed it, so I I just as i was going through then the figures clicked to my head and i went, that sounds familiar 7435 so um yeah i don't know who knows the uh, one of the an interesting thing i read about augusta actually this week there's still plenty of augusta stuff going around in the golf news that the it was Alistair mckenzie said that golf courses are too big to be accurately measured in less than five yard chunks, so all the yardages for holes in Augusta are all in fives or zeros.
1: Well, there you go. We learn something new every week. In any event, Charlie Hoffman defence <laughs> and uh, the PGA Tour. Uh, what is the odds for this tournament?
0: Well, Maddie, the cash machine coocher, is the uh, favourite at eighteen to one. So the bookies clearly have no massive favourite for this, um, because they're quite. Uh, close the rest of them are Brooks Kepka's 20 to 1. Jimmy Walker is the same as is defending champion Charlie Hoffman playing very well at the moment. Um, Kevin Chapel 25 to 1 alongside Brandon Grace and Ryan Moore. Brendan Steele, Tony Fino, Patrick Reed are 28 to 1. I don't know how Patrick Reed's 28 to 1. He's not playing well at all. Adam Hadwin, Ali Schneider Jans and Billy Horschel are 30 to 1. Keegan Bradley, Zach Johnson are 33 to 1. Ryan Palmer's 35 to 1. And uh, at forty to one, we have JJ Spawn, Luke Donald, and Ben Ann. The and Chris Kirk. and The rest of the field are fifty to one and out. And after me saying that I Patrick Reed, he'll probably go out and win the damn thing this week. Well, uh, knowing you, you'll probably
1: back him and I tell have, anybody. And then uh, no, will have a few quid on him. And I
0: will tell my bets this week. I have I've backed Ryan Moore, and I have also backed Ryan Palmer at the week of Ryan's Ryan Palmer. So ha- it's
1: half the French and half the Ryan's.
0: Half the French and half the Ryan's. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, look. Um, you know, it, it's it, it starts to kind of step up again. So the Valero Texas and uh, off to China for the European Tour and Texas as well for the LPGA. If anybody has any uh, advice to us or anybody that they'd like to the look of for this week's tournaments, at a good talk golf is the Twitter handle. The email is a good talk spoiled at gmail um, we're playing the wonderful golf course that is Druid's Heath on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it already. And uh, Actually, it's Sunday, in fact, not it's Saturday. It's Sunday, yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that already. If you're out right playing, let us know how you're getting on in the season. A Good Talk Golf is the Twitter handle. Just leaves me to say thanks a million to Barry, as always. Cheers, James. Thanks to the listeners for the downloads. And uh, enjoy the golf over the weekend if you're watching it or playing it.
0: Bye bye, yeah. Well, you're fine. Bye bye.